because I just hated the sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to sit here and do an audio auditory podcast or anything like that. And then everybody kept telling me, oh, my God, you have a face for TV. You have a face for a camera. You should do broadcast journalism. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that's not me. I'd rather, like, tell my stories and let them be on camera. So I decided to take the the video, the document, the video documentary route. And then there, that's how I learned to edit videos. That's how I learned to, like, find different ideas and want to put them on camera. And that's where it took off. I had many of my professors told me, you have great ideas. You just have to um, learn how to execute, like execute them. Like, what up? It's your boy Blue Magic, owner of For Your Wear and one half of the Mixed Tag Show. Now, I know you've seen the announcement for some of your favorite podcasts in the wrestling. I've decided to expand my business to become a vendor so that people from the wrestling community have a better way to communicate with some of their favorites. So check out ForYourWear.com and see if your favorite podcast on wrestling has partnered up with me. If not, let them know that they should. Also, if you're looking for a vendor for your merchandise, reach out to me at Blue Magic Ground Spellhouse Sound on Twitter or Instagram or at For Your Wear, F-O-R-U-R-W-E-A-R, on Twitter and on Instagram. Shout out to Brian H. Waters and Breaking Through Glass Cylinder. Their merchandise are already up and they're one of the first ones that supported, so go support them. All right? Peace. Y'all know I am a huge wrestling fan and this business has not only given me a career but it's also giving me family. Today, I am excited to welcome on a sister who we've been close now for about one or three years. And that is the one and only Miss Crystal Bryant, as known as. She is known as Crystal B. Now, you may remember episode 61 where I had Miss Patricia Rogers on and she talked about the podcast Those Wrestling Girls. Well, today I welcome the other half of Those Wrestling Girls. Krista comes on to discuss not only her journey in wrestling, of course we had a good wrestling conversation, but also her journey as a writer and how she actually started off wanting to be a forensic science, but the math wasn't math. So, ladies and gentlemen, Here's my conversation with Krista B. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised on this week's episode, I am super excited to welcome a good sister of mine. I mean, it's been like two, three years now, discovered through the great business of professional wrestling. And then we found out we had so much in common. I'm going to call her, just the only time I'm going to call her Krista Bryant, but... <laughs> We call her Krista B. So, Krista, how you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for asking me. I feel so honored when you when you asked me to be a part of um, this episode because it's just been a minute. Like we talk off um, offline all the time, every day, but to mm-hmm. be in, in this space right now is just such an honor. So, thank you for having me. It's truly, truly, truly been a long time coming. To be honest with you. Um, you know, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm looking through the archives because I had your sister, your tag team partner. Shout out Queen Miss- PR. Yeah, Queen PR was on here, episode 61. And wow. yeah, so, you know, this will be <laughs> episode 83. But like I said, it was a long time coming. It's supposed to have been, uh, you know, and then I took a break and great things in life. I happened. mean, breaks are needed, though. 
Breaks are needed, you know. Yeah. You you elevate it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, in, in all seriousness, you know, I mean, we both, you know, devout Christians. God's timing is always perfect. So. You know, now is the right time. So I'm excited. But before we get into your career, how are you doing? I am good. I am good. Um, a little bit tired. You know, we mm-hmm. work in this crazy industry. You know how crazy it gets. I'm literally just getting home a few, probably like 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to write some breaking news about Tevin Campbell, which everybody knew. What, what happened? Because I've been deep into wrestling. So. so Tevin Campbell officially came out as a gay man. He officially identifies as a gay man. Oh. Um, it's not anything that was new to us okay. per se, but for him to to identify as that is the new part. For him to say it for himself is the new part. So mm-hmm. that's just what that's about. But other than that, um, I'm good. Work is good. Um Elevation, leveling up is just where it's at right now for me. So I'm good. That, and, and, that, and that's amazing. You know, um, when people know you, you wear many titles, multimedia, content producer, journalist, event host, yeah. co-host, co-owner of those wrestling girls. Yes, but yes, yes. before you did all that, when did you decide that you wanted to get in the media business? Um... I don't think I've ever really decided I wanted to get into media. I just knew that I wanted to write. Mm-hmm. Um, my original passion was to do forensic science. Um, I, Interesting. I, I, I love science. I'm a huge, like, anything with chemicals or anything dealing with, like, biology, I love science. Um, but when I got to college, I didn't know that forensic science had a lot to do with math. Me and math don't get along, and I'm not talking about from black wrestling because we don't get along either although that's my brother um <laughs> that's why i laugh i, 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 I know right because... i don't need people to think i'm coming from early but no, shout, like, out to math. shout out to math um but yeah i don't get i don't me and matt like math and i we just don't connect like the numbers like at certain points it just starts to look like german to me so once i realized i couldn't do forensic science and i had to go all the way up to statistics and it just wasn't working for me. So I stopped that pre-calc, barely passed it by the skin of my teeth. I remember that I also fell in love with political science. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended up getting my um, degree and my undergrad degree in political science. And then I minored in law. I know that I had to do a lot of writing and reading and a lot of legal terms. And I went to college for criminal justice. So it was kind of plastered all over the wall. But then when I graduated, excuse me, but then when I graduated... Or when I was on the verge of graduating, I realized that I I love to write. I forgot how much I love to write because we had like um, extracurricular courses, and I remember I've taken the creative writing course in in college, and I and I remember I found one of my old poem books. Like I used to have a book that full of poems that I I written in, and I was like, damn. And when it really hit me that I wanted to write is when Maya Angelou passed away. My angel was a big part of my my life, big part of my upbringing. Uh, one of my te- first teachers ever introduced me to Still I Rise, a phenomenal woman. And it was significant for me because she ended up passing on my graduation day. Oh, wow. So I didn't find out 
I was getting dressed for graduation because we had two ceremonies. I was getting dressed for the afternoon one because that was my ceremony. And it came up on my phone that she passed away. I said, oh, no, I'm not going to graduation. Put my aunt. I was like, hey, y'all don't got to go no more. My my angel passed away. She, my aunt was like, oh, my God, you loved her. I said, I did. So I'm going to stay home and more. She goes, you better get dressed and we're going to meet you at the center. I'm like, all right, cool. But it was in that moment where I knew I just wanted to write. I knew that. I failed but I was taking like a creative writing elective or minoring in like English or something like that. Um, but my mentor happened to know a girl, a woman who had her own writing um, blog called Our BK Social. Her name was Ayana. Me and Ayana are really good friends to this day. And I was writing for her, interning for her, writing for her for like, I think I want to say four years, four to five years. I stopped after I stopped when I was in grad school, but I was writing for her. And then my love for writing just became even more. That's when I, when I got into more of the interviews. That's when I got more into like exploring my depths in writing before I got into journalism school. So I didn't know if I wanted to be in media, but I just knew I wanted to write. Media just happened to just fall in that that lane. Wow. Well, well so then you went and got your master's. Yeah, I got my master's yeah. from Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that I graduated in May. By August, I was working at Hot 97 WBLS radio stations, which I'm still there today. Um, and that just took a a whole different shape of its own. Like, um, I got to be more more of a creative. I, I get to be more of a creative in that space. I get to come up with dope ideas and execute a lot of projects. Like, we had a show called Off the Record. It kind of died down, but I picked it back up. So now we do it constantly. That's like one of that's those of my consistent thing. That's my baby. That's my consistent project that I do. I just did one today. It's going to be out next week. I did one on Tuesday with Tank. Um, I've done one with Bianca Belair. If you guys haven't seen it, it's definitely up on WBLS website and on um, I believe a social clip is on Instagram. I've done one with. Tiana Major, uh, Neo, like it's just it goes on and on. So it's it's more of it's just a lot of leeway, a lot of creativity I get to throw out there. It's it's so much fun. So you talked about you know your passion for writing. How did you get into the video editing side? Well, they taught that in Columbia. So in Columbia, you had three tracks. You either had audio, like all audio. Um, videos which was making like documentaries or you want to do like broadcast in front so everybody kept telling i knew audio wasn't the thing because i just hated the sound of my voice mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah i don't want to sit here and do a, 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 a audio auditory podcast or anything like that and then everybody kept telling me oh my god you have a face for tv you have a face for a camera you should do broadcast journalism and i'm just like yeah no that's not me i'd rather like tell my stories and let them be on camera. So I decided to take the the video, the document, the video documentary route. And then there, that's how I learned to edit videos. That's how I learned to like find different ideas and want to put them on camera. And that's where it took off. I had many of my professors told me, you have great ideas. You just have to um, learn how to execute, like execute them. Like don't think because nobody's saying anything that it's not, a, it's, it's a, 
rejection. People are just taking in what you say. So for one of my ideas, because this is how wrestling comes into it, I actually film and me and my 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 partner Jade, she was, she was my class partner, um, filmed a wrestling documentary. Um, and it was fun. It was fun. It was um I forgot what it was. Oh, it was called Between the Ropes or Against the Ropes, something with ropes on it. I could find mm-hmm. it and send you the link. Yeah, I want to see that. It's about an indie wrestler named Jay Rain. And okay. we were just literally following her life, her watching wrestling, um, her wanting to be a wrestler. She was practicing at Johnny Rod School down at Gleason's. And Johnny Rod is a WWE Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Johnny Rod like, was very welcoming and opening to me. I remember when I first met him, he's like, actually walked in my office. And I was like, I hope she doesn't want to come be a wrestler. I said, no, my, my time has passed. I was like, no, <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, just, you know, see who I can talk to. And then lo and behold, full circle moment, P and I actually went back to Johnny Rod's because that's where Jay Bougie was training mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everybody know that's her god brother. So I didn't even know like how wrestling was ever going to tie into it, but I knew that wrestling was going to play a major part in my career because I kept talking about how I loved wrestling. How if I wanted to do a podcast, it was going to be a video podcast on wrestling. My thesis was on wrestling. So I just knew it was going to tie into something. I want to go right there um, because like I mentioned at the top of this that that's what brought us together. Uh, I can mm-hmm. still, I don't know if I ever told you a story. I was sitting at work one day and I'm scrolling through Twitter and I was probably writing, doing some social media content. This one was at Johns Hopkins. And I see those wrestling girls. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Two black women's talking wrestling. Let me click on it. Like I was always somebody who always like looked for like cool podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I discovered the show and like never put it down basically <laughs> and so you know and what i thought was cool was that you had two black women talking about the women's wrestlers and i remember when i talked to uh dwayne the real dwayne allen he's real it. y'all he's real <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, i remember i talked to him about it like months later and you know he checked y'all show he's like yo they remind me of the women version of us like they're dynamic and everything and then you know we'll, we'll get into how the show started uh for mm-hmm. those who didn't listen to the episode with patricia but with with you i'm gonna start with your fandom first when did you become a wrestling fan because clearly you know you said like you knew in your career this was something you was gonna want to do so you when did you first become a wrestling fan what's your first wrestling memory the debut <laughs> <laughs> it was the debut for those who are just the listening, debut, I have a huge yes. So my I like brother, that. my brother um will always watch wrestling, right? Okay. And you know, growing up in attitude, my brother's older, so he attitude era was a time where I'm six years old, my brother is like in his late teens, almost early twenties mm-hmm. at this time. So my brother, my cousin, my sister, we were all watch wrestling because it was times when my aunt and my and my older cousin which would go out my brother be in the house to watch this it was like what do you do i'm the only male figure i have these three little girls in here we're gonna put on some wrestling we we want to we want to watch some wrestling so he will always (laughs) tape the pay-per-views and i remember watching survivor series 96 the Mm -hmm. rock comes out 
blue Rocky Maivia dressed in blue with the pineapple stuff on his head. And he was on the Survivor Series team. And he ended up winning. And ever since then, like, just seeing him, like, I was just so enamored with him. Like, I was team Rock in the house. My cousin and my brother was team Austin. My sister, she was always outcast. So she had Taker. Like, Taker was her guy. Mm-hmm. Um, everything The Rock did, I made sure that I watched every time. Every time a Monday Night Raw was on, I made sure, like even in the summertime where kids, we, we were in the 90s, so playing outside was big. Yep. Especially in the summertime, you didn't want to come in the house. Not me. Uh, 8 o'clock came or 9 o'clock. Well, this was the time when Raw was coming on at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and 9 Running o'clock came. House. All right. I, I see y'all later. I see y'all tomorrow. Where you going? You don't got to go upstairs? I'm gonna watch Rob. I may come back downstairs if y'all still outside, but if y'all not, then I'm I'm gonna just stay in the house and I'm gonna watch Rob. And that's just what it was like, just seeing the Rock, everything that he did from Nation of Domination, um, to him telling people off, to him, you know, being the face of Nation of Domination, to him turning on Farouk, to you know him being the corporate champion, which. And now looking back, I'm just like, oh my god, why? But it worked for him. I liked it. I liked I, it too. I liked it too. But you know, when you grow up watching it, you you know where he is now. You want to go back to where he came from. It's just like, oh my god, like it's like you had to kiss ass to get to where you came to get to where you at now. But you know, um, even to like when his father helped him when they when they fought together. I forget if that was at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I believe that was That's at WrestleMania 13. Yeah, WrestleMania 13. When, when they fought together, you know, just seeing things like that, like anything that had The Rock's name on it, I watched. Like even that I Quit match, which I can't watch to this very day. I have, I still have nightmares from it. Like I had to sleep in my, I had to sleep in my grandma's room for like wow. a week. When you watched it live? I watched it when if well, I wasn't in the arena. No, I'm saying, what? but you watched it like mm-hmm. that the pay per view live that day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Little fun fact. My first live wrestling event was in my twenties. Me too. Well, mine's eighteen, but I was like for us to grow up as fans, it and was that, a late. And I will always for my birthday. I always wanted to go to WWE shop when it was at when it was the old Hard Rock Hotel in Times Square, yeah. and I always wanted to go. What do you want to do? Here? I'm going to go here. I know the wrestling's going to be here. My aunt would never take me to time because she did not want to be around the crowd. She didn't want to be around people. She just did not want to do it. I'm just like, oh, my God, I want to go here. I want to go to at least a wrestling event, please. Never happened. Never happened. That's why we, that's why we like this. Mm-hmm. I, I understand mm-hmm. your pain. Now, now you know, my, <laughs> my parents, they, and see, like, my mother would brag about going. I know you don't like them. I'm still a, I'm a fan. You know who I'm talking about, and I'm gonna just leave it at that. She would always brag about going to see him after, like, she became a fan while pregnant with me. That's how she knew I was gonna be a boy. I started kicking every time wrestling came on. Then all of a sudden, she gets hooked. So, wrestling come in town. Okay, you staying with your grandmother because you one or two years old or younger. She gone to the arena with my grandfather and my uncle. Now, attitude era, well, new generation attitude era comes. They come into, oh, you know, I don't like the crowd. We'll order the pay per view, which was great, happy. But it wasn't until I was eighteen that I went to my first show, and you know, by yep. then it's the it's it's Randy Orton, it's mm-hmm. Triple H, it's Edge, it's CB, it's Jericho. Yeah. Like, no offense, but I missed the attitude era. You know, I, I didn't see the I first time like I saw I the wish, Rock. 
Mm-hmm. I would have went for Attitude Era. I wish. Right. <laughs> when it was at Madison Square Garden, like I wish, like just even one time to just say, like the yes, Royal Rumble two thousand. <laughs> that right there, probably. I know, like when Triple H and Cactus Jack music mm-hmm. hit in that damn arena that day, it would. I know I would have lost my mind. I know. What I was your lost first show? Mind. It was a house. It was a live show. It was a house show. Okay. Um, at Madison Square Garden, my cousin Kenneth, shout out to Kenneth, we were talking about, I said, I want to go, you know, house show, I want to go, I was like 22, turned, it was like a birthday gift to me, and I went, and that's mm-hmm. when I got to see Kane, corporate Kane, of course, um, Triple H, Taker, I mean, not Taker, Orton, um, and then that's when I was kind of introduced to Neville when he was in 205 Live, and then NXT, he came out, Um I forget who else was on that bill, but it was just so much fun. But the sucky part about it was like I was all the way high up. I didn't know any better than like I could be lower, but yeah. So um after that, it was just like I, mean, I that's what we I started. Never really look, we sitting close at WrestleMania. Facts. You know? Like next we, you know, we we was be right backstage there. and shit. Like well, you was kind of <laughs> backstage ready. Me, I, I I'm be backstage. We we um, gonna be next time, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, it was just Something about being in the live event. And I went by myself. Like, my friend's supposed to come with me. Something happened. He couldn't come. So I was there by myself. And mm-hmm. it's just something about being in a place by yourself, but you're not by yourself because you have people who are interested in the same thing just like you. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is amazing. Like, you like it too? And there's one girl, when Neville music hit, she's screaming for Neville at the top of her lungs. The very top, like if the top had a top top, she was screaming up there, mm-hmm. and it just it was it was just a sense of camaraderie. Like even when you booed a certain person, and people didn't like the certain, but like it was all of uh, some type of camaraderie, and that's what I loved about it. About that, you first know, show. and that's the beauty of wrestling. Like um, the first time I ever went to a show by myself, my cousin shout out to Hypno Beats. I might embarrass him with the story real quick. Oh, I was going to take him to a show and. He might have been 11 or 12 at the time. We're 12 years apart. As a matter of fact, fun fact, he was born the day after Kane talked for the first time on Raw. So it was the Raw before King of the Ring. With, uh, with, the, with the thing? Yep. With- <laughs> on Sunday, uh-huh. the next time the blood will be for real. <laughs> Which is also the, the Monday Night Raw, the Edge debut. Uh-huh. Uh, so I always like reminded him of that. But so... Told my uncle, I said, "Hey, I'm I want to take you know him to wrestling." All right, cool. The day of, hey, uh, yeah, he he got some things he got to do, so I ain't gonna let him go. So I'm like, "All right, well, I'm, I'm still going." So I went by myself, and I remember, like you said, you there, you go there by yourself, but then once you get around the people, you know, and you you get surrounded, you you're not by yourself anymore, right? You know, and so um, but. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Through Glass Ceilings with Brian H. Waters. I want to let you know, now you can have your own Break It Through Glass Ceilings t-shirt. Simply go to foryourwear.com. F-O-R-U-R-W-E-A-R.com. Go to the podcasters tab, click Brian H. Waters, and you can purchase your own t-shirt. Appreciate anybody who wants to support the show. Want to show that look, you rock with the message. You've been breaking through glass sales. So go ahead, get a t-shirt. 
I appreciate you. And also check out some of the other podcasters that have signed up with foryourwear.com and the homepage as well. Did a wrestling documentary. You knew like wrestling wasn't just a hobby. It was something you wanted to be involved in. Now, I heard the story from your co-host, but I want to hear the story from you. I want the fans who haven't, you know, who may have just became fans of this show. Thank you very much. I want them to hear the story. How did we get those wrestling girls? So we were writing for a publication. Her twin, Letty, shout out to Letty. She, um, She's going to be on here she, too soon. Abs, you got to get her on here. She was mm-hmm. like a creative director or something for the for the publication we, we were writing for. Um, and I, we were sitting at a round table in my old school, in John Jay. And I believe either I said something or PR said something about, oh, man, I'm missing wrestling or something like that. And who it don't, whoever said it, the other person's eyes lit up like a Christmas tree. And it was just like, wait, you watch wrestling too? Oh, my God, who's your favorite? Da, 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 whatever, whatever. And mind you, that's my first time meeting P. Like mm-hmm. the very that was my very first time meeting her. I didn't even know Letty had a twin. I had knew Letty before. I met Letty before. Didn't know Letty had a twin. Didn't know Letty had sisters or anything. So when that happened, and mind you, I had Letty's numbers first. We, me and Letty would speak off and on, like just because you know we just keep in contact. Yeah. Once me and P exchanged numbers, it was constant conversations. It was a nonstop thing. It was a deaf connection. So later on, we start writing for that publication. P goes on to write for another site, and they were looking for writers. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing with this journalism stuff. I still don't have a full-time job yet. So, you know, I'm going to write here, write, do a little bit of extra money, do use my um, get a little bit of extra money, use my social media skills that I've been acquiring over the time and stuff. And... We had a meeting at one of the hotels in the city. And I said, this is when they first brought out IGTV. Mm, And I was like, let's just see how it goes. I said, we should name her right now. We could just be those wrestling girls. Pete didn't like the name. No, I don't like it. I said, well, let's just play with it for right now. So I did the the font that goes across out. um, I don't know if it's, I think it's still up. It's like one of our very first videos that's up on our Instagram. Introduced ourselves. Hey, I'm Krista B. She's Queen PR. We're those wrestling girls. And we were just like, just talking. And promise you, probably about two days later, P was like, I like the name. Let's stick with it. I was like, right. Because either way, if somebody's talking bad about us, it could be like those damn wrestling girls. Or if somebody's talking good about us, like, oh my God, it's those wrestling girls. Either way, our names is going to be in people's mouths. So that's how I came with the name of those wrestling girls. And that's how we were born. I, I said this story on, uh, on the last episode. Say on this one too. What made me when um, she told me that it reminded me of how me and Dwayne met, like that light bulb going off. Mm-hmm. But you like wrestling? See, with us, it was we was in the classroom, and my friend Danielle was talking about because the previous semester I had did a research project, and I said, well, I had a show with a um, cousin I don't deal with anymore, and we was. Uh, you know, I, we did the research on how to like measure analytics on like the Facebook page. So the next semester, um, Danielle, who's in my group, she goes, we introduced ourselves first day of class in our TV studio production class. And she goes, and he has a wrestling show and he has a wrestling show. I said, now he's the time to talk about that right now. So behind me is this six foot seven guy who looked like he yeah. on a basketball team. 
He's going, tall, y'all. He's tall. It's nothing wrong with that. And so I was like, oh, you like wrestling? Yes, sir. <laughs> I handed him a card. He said, all right, man, you got to show him and check this out. And, you know, sort of similar, the next every day. Now, mind you, this is January 2011, right after The Rock had just came back. No, it was right before when this happened, because I think it was the next week or the week after The Rock came back. And me and Dwayne was in Morgan State Hallway talking about it, like in between classes. And we just going back. Yo, did you see it last night? The Rock, yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, all these other people who looked like they was too cool to like wrestling or admit that it was like, yo, I saw that too. And sure enough. And so every day, same thing, we talk wrestling. And then finally, you know, midway through the semester, I said, you know, because my show with my cousin was sort of taken off. Then he gets into trouble and just makes a bunch of boneheaded decisions. So that's when I was like, man, I was just started doing my own thing. And I said, I found my new co-host. And, you know, here we are. So, like, when I heard y'all's story and how y'all was just like that light bulb, like, oh, wait, you, you want to watch wrestling? You know, it, it's amazing. And it's crazy because I always say that you never know who's a wrestling fan until you open your mouth. That's the, you know what? That, that's y'all's next shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. We gonna, I'm going to put that on the shirt. It's definitely coming on the shirt. Shout out to For Your Wear. It's definitely coming on the shirt. Um, but yeah, I'll always say that. I'll always say you never know who's a wrestling fan until you open your mouth because at the big ages that we are, mm-hmm. it's really inevitable for us to be like, okay, well, wrestling was a childhood thing. You know, now we can just move on and do whatever else we're supposed to do as adults. And at the time, I had just started in like my early 20s, I had just started to get back into wrestling. But from like age 18 to like, well, I stopped like around 2002. Because my grandma had passed on a Thursday night SmackDown night. And I was like in 2002. And I'm like, yeah, no. I started watching. I kept watching a little. And then I stopped, um, you know, turning 13, 14 years old now. Like, I'm not watching wrestling. I'm focused on getting into high school. Um, You know, then I get into high school. And then I'm here. I like, I still heard the news. Like, what was mm-hmm. going on, like the major news, the Eddie, like Eddie Guerrero passing away, the things that happened with Chris Benoit and, you know, all of that stuff. And I'm like, wow. But every time they said The Rock was going to come back, best believe I watched. Best believe so I watched. You made sure you watched like WrestleMania I mean, 20, Like at my 19, best friend's house, mm-hmm. she does not watch wrestling at all. Although she might show up to Jabra Slam because she's friends with Janelle. Okay. Yeah, so she's like, she only show up to see Janelle. I'm like, okay, really? Because, you know. Your best friend is not into wrestling, but whatever. I remember, <laughs> and I have this picture. We're watching TV at her house, or her mom's house. And mm-hmm. I was like, now nah, I got to see The Rock come on. She said, I'm going to bed. She literally went on the other side of the couch and went to sleep because I turned wrestling on. When we went away for our trip, my birthday trip, it was raining in Puerto Rico. I'm like, I'm watching wrestling. Like, she went to sleep. She does not care for wrestling at all with me. If I could watch it, I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, how would you say, because you, you've been doing event hosting as well. Mm-hmm. And you know you can always make a wrestling reference. You can tie wrestling stuff. How has that helped you like create your persona? So, I don't think I have a persona. If you know me, Oh, you come on. You're Krista B. Like, you, I'm, you I'm have, Krista yeah. B. Like, I'm Krista the, the B. The natural this, born like, heel. I feel I am the natural one, but I feel like this is how I've always been. Mm-hmm. 
And Ms. turn it up a notch. Yeah, like so when it comes on to event hosting, mm-hmm. okay, so here's his about me. So you know, growing up in a uh, growing up as a child, and especially in a black household, there was absolutely no type of cursing at all to your parents. At all. Nope. Like you couldn't Not even a- say heck. You couldn't say us. Uh, you couldn't call each other stupid, although we did. You couldn't. You like you couldn't say stuff like you that. Say shut up. Shut up. Nope. It's be quiet. Uh, you know, it's shut up. At this point, shut up. Um, but I think when I turned 18, 18, 19, like when I was out of high school into college or whatever, I would start to speak. And when I started to speak, I would catch myself cursing like a sailor around my aunt. And and it would just be like in conversation, I guess, because you know, I couldn't do it and I had that freedom, like, oh, I want to, you know. So um as I got older, I'm just like, listen, I'm I'm I can't be sitting here curt like using every other word as a curse word. Like I'm not educated, like I'm not, that's not me. Like i yeah, I curse. Don't get me wrong. I will, I will curse you out in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But that's not the image I want to portray. Like I want to be my authentic self, which is fun, bubbly, loud, you know, funny. Like all these things that people know of me, and I want to bring that into a hosting space. And my best friend, well, for my very first time hosting, my best friend was just like, I was like, yo, I'm so nervous. Like, he goes, Why are you nervous? I'm like, Because, like, I don't know, like, what the setting is. I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. I don't know what's out there. He was like, Why are you nervous? Like, just be you. I said, But can I curse? He was like, Yes. I said, All right, cool. As long as he gave me that okay, I could curse. I mean, I probably only said one curse word throughout the night, but it calmed me down. Mm-hmm. So when I hear, like, listen to the artists and they make a, a wrestling reference or they'll they'll say something about wrestling or whatever, I'll be like, hey, one one artist one time said something about Stone Cold. I was like, I heard that reference about Stone Cold, Steve Boyce. Let me find out you watch Adam, you watch wrestling, you were added to every baby. Everyone's like, oh, I know Stone Cold. I'm like, right, so who's Stone Cold? Who's Team Rock? Who's this, that, and third, whatever? You know. So it's cool. Like, it loosens me up a bit. It's good to know that that's still a thing, mm-hmm. especially now more than ever before. I feel like I feel like it's yeah. more adults who love it more so than kids. It's, it's, so, it depends. Yeah, I feel like it really depends. Yeah. I think now, like, our generation realized, and I heard, shout out to Sir Wilkins. I heard him say this on the, on the Job of His podcast one time. We was too busy trying to be cool, where this generation doesn't really care about being cool. They just who they are. So yeah. all of us who was trying to be cool are essentially catching up mm-hmm. right now and not trying to be cool. It's like, okay, we wasn't whatever, you know, but you know, and I think that's really cool. You know, a lot of the stuff that you do, how do you balance, you know, between, you know, event hosting, <laughs> doing those wrestling girls, doing your job with Hot 97. How in the world? Because, I like, look, side note, I, I, I we, we can tell the story. So, Wale Mania, we go to Dallas, go to Wale Mania. So, I'm thinking, all right, night is over. It's like 2 in the morning, Dallas time. Or maybe, no, it's like 1, 1. Krista says, yo, we about to go get some chicken. You coming? Well, Absolutely. look, I ain't seen, I mean... I only see my sister one time before for their party. So we're going to hang out as much as we can. Absolutely. <laughs> so me, her, and PR get in the cab. We go to um, the chicken spot that the night before, me, P, uh, me, Krista, 
uh, Mimi, shout out to Mimi, and shout out to the uh, Mac Mania crew was all mm-hmm. that arguing over, you know, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and, you know, so we go there, we have fun, we leave. I know I got back to my room probably 3.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah, facts. Facts. 6.30, y'all. That Friday morning. 6.30. (laughs) Krista's like, yo, we got media this morning. You going? I'm like, wait, I I supposed to get to work at like 8, but they ain't tell me about this part. No, but, you know, I I think you on the list. I'm like, "Uh, I don't know yet. So I'm like, all right, I'm going. I was like, all right, I know we're supposed to go do this. I'm strolling. I go get my coffee. I go get some food. Yo, I need your help. What? Right now. It's like 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> no, by it's, that it's time. 7.45 at this point. So, you know, sister said, look, she needs some help. So now I'm pacing. Hurry up. I done spilled my coffee. So I just tossed it at that point. My, my sandwich probably getting cold. And what do we do? We got media. I get to meet Jimmy Hart, Naomi. Sammy's ain't all because of her. And, you know, we was able to uh, record. And, you know, y'all got to check out those Wrestling Girls Patreon and on their YouTube channel. But make sure you subscribe to their Patreon for all those exclusive interviews. But I'm like, how in the world you got all this energy to be talent? Not just, you know, me. I ain't had to worry about being talent. All I had to do was produce. You got all this energy to be talent. And I know we went to sleep approximately around the same time. And we probably got up around the same time. How in the world do you balance? Well, for me, usually I, I was going to say I drink wine, but I might have to go get some when we get off of here. But, <laughs> um, you know, for me, I don't ever look at it as work. Like, one, I've never been to Dallas, but I've never been to Texas before. And I, especially like I. being in Dallas. So being mm-hmm. in a different space, it, like, it was just like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. And wake up and I'm gonna go. Like I am a firm believer of taking naps. Mm-hmm. So I really cut out time. If it's the time frame between 12 30 and two o'clock or maybe three o'clock is a nap time up. for me. You had a nap that day, that Friday. Well, no, I didn't. But what I'm saying is Oh, because I'm gonna say, because I, I know you you the one told me about the TED talk from the Undertaker. Oh, yeah. And then I know yeah, you went to the photo yeah. culture show. That I had work. I, I remember, and then after work, evidence like, oh yo. We got uh we supposed to go meet Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm sitting there like, all right, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna get some sleep. So I decided I'm gonna go back to my hotel and sleep. Oh no, SmackDown about to come on. So guess who called me? My daughter. Daddy, we go watch SmackDown? Of course, because I ain't right there. So I ain't never get a chance to sleep because then you know we went to the Omni and right. that was an epic Friday night. So I'm like, epic oh, Friday so you night. didn't get a nap either. I did not get a nap. No, okay. I did not get a nap. How you sleeping? But what nap, I say, what, what I'm saying is like. When it comes on mm-hmm. to me being like in a space where I'm very excited about, even mm-hmm. the, the smallest amount of sleep is a nap to me. Mm, Anything okay. with like four hours or less is definitely a nap. I'm recharged, I'm re-energized. So when we did go back to our hotels and we did, you know, I showered and stuff, you know, went to sleep, woke up, showered again, called you, was like, hey, yo, I got to go to, um, we got to go to the Omni. Like walking over there. It is about like seven, six, seven something in the morning. I remember that my friend Shaquana was just getting home from work and I was calling mm-hmm. her on the phone. She was like, Oh, how's Texas? How's this? How's that? So for me, it's just like I know that I have a job to do. So sleep and stuff can wait. 
I know I'm mm. going to be here. I know I want to make the most of it and have fun with it. But it is, it is a lot. Uh, there's times where I forget that I have hosting gigs. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, there's one coming up for me next week. And I'm thinking I missed it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. But I'm like, oh, no, it's not It's not this. It's next week. Cool. I'm good. Like, I can, you know, relax. So right now I start to write things in calendars. Like, I have a calendar on my wall. And I write the, the important dates and stuff down so I don't forget. Because these are also mm-hmm. paid gigs. Like, nobody wants to lose out on their coin. Exactly. Um, But as for, it's just like all what you do. Like, every aspect of what I do right now is something that I love to do. And I, I'm at a point to where if I didn't love to do it, I can drop it like a bad habit and never pick it up again. That's the So, me right getting there. up early to go to a media calling for, um, a media calling for WrestleMania t- for after being at SmackDown and Hall of Fame and sent to Undertaker's TED Talk and the night before being at Wale Mania and all the chaos that that took place there from when me and Mimi flew in that Wednesday, we, we actually took a nap. Like, we actually took a nap, actually walked around. We actually, you know, before we met up with everybody, before we met up with Black Wrestling and them that night and just chilled and hang, hung out and have fun. So yeah, I was on the podcast too that Wednesday. Right, we was on that podcast. So they came that Thursday. We was on that their podcast that Wednesday. So it, it's just all about being focused and catching sleep when you can. Like the time management part. Like I already knew if I had some downtime, I'm gonna take take a nap. I'm gonna sleep in a little bit later. I'm going to, you know, I'm not gonna push myself and stress myself as hard because what's the point? Like then it's gonna really feel like work for me. Mm-hmm. I don't look at it as a work thing. I look at it as a fun thing. Yeah, work came out of it. You know, I I wrote about, uh, did I write about Bianca again? I did. I think I did write about Bianca again this time for WBLS. Um, there was a lot of socials that was done. You know, there was a lot of stuff, but it was fun. Like, I I, I take it with a grain of salt because if I didn't if I didn't understand what this business entails, or if I didn't love the heart like to work hard to push myself to do what it is I need to do, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you fall in love with like the music and the entertainment side of things? I always like, love. We know music. about your love. Yeah, we know about your love of wrestling. What about like music and entertainment? Who was like some of your favorite artists growing up? Favorite artist of all time is Michael Jackson, and I thank Back. my father for that. Um, mm-hmm. every, I always say this story. Like every time he used to come over to my grandma's house during holidays and stuff, I always thought he had a connection with the cable company because we were mm-hmm. always watching Dreamwalk, um, Dreamwalker, sorry, Moonwalker, The Wiz, um, Jackson Five, American Dream. It will always come on. I'm just like, and I remember sitting on his lap, even when I got older, because I was always small, I was always skinny, I was always sitting on his lap, so nobody could tell me anything, although they tried to. Um and um, I will always watch, you know, Michael Jackson videos and songs and stuff. And, you know, back then we also had actual, we had BET where they actually played videos. We had MTV yeah. where they played videos. And then around the time, MTV is playing, you know, a lot of the pop alternative songs. So I was able to branch out and to be into that. So while my cousins and them are still liking all the R&B urban songs that we have now, I was listening to Backstreet Boys. I was listening to NSYNC and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and all of those songs. Pink. Like, one of my first CDs I bought was Backstreet Boys Millennium. Okay. I, I still have it. It may not be in the case, may not be in all in mint condition, but I still have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my love for music was just something 
music was always around me, like driving in the car, going to the mall, we would always listen to Candy Staten in the car. Mm-hmm. Like Candy Staten is very is an unsung hero in the disco era of the disco era. Her song carries and she's now a gospel artist. We will always listen to um my uncle always listen to Kiss FM at night when we were going home, although I hated it at the time. I appreciate it now. So always play like Harold, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, Teddy Pendergrass, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, The Supremes. My aunt used to have the Motown CDs. And me and my cousin would act like we were the Supremes and we were singing the song Hang On Sloopy like to the top of our lungs. Like music was always something in the house. My brother grew up like being an adult in the 90s or a teenager to adult in the 90s. We had Wu-Tang Clan. We had Tupac. We had Biggie. It was a very eclectic household. Music was always playing. And then, you know, growing up black on Saturdays, you hear that music playing, you getting up to clean up. <laughs> yep. That's it. So music has always been there for me. Um, entertainment wise, um, I feel like there were shows that I watched, but I really didn't get the meaning of it until early, until later on. Mm-hmm. My favorite show to watch, of course, was Sister Sister. Um, definitely, I literally probably binge watched it a couple of months ago, literally, and I'm saying saying the words verbatim, every episode verbatim, because that was just something I resonated with. Smart Guy was another one. Yes, that's um, one of my favorites. Yeah, Smart Guy, Sister Sister. I loved watching at the time. I loved watching Moesha, but watching it back now, sis was very toxic. Um, <laughs> girlfriend. So was the father, time. though. Yeah, the whole yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> was, girlfriends, bad. toxic, toxic relationships. Um, living single, love living single. Um, so yeah, I just feel like all of these people. For some reason or another, I just knew that I wanted to live that life of it seemed like a perfect world, but, you know, things don't always work out as they seem. But at the end, they kind of like they kind of smooth themselves out. And it was always an escape. Mm-hmm. Watching TV for me was an escape. Like I would literally be staring at the TV for hours if I wasn't sleeping. But, you know. Um, and that's just what it was for me. So my love for music is music is something that's always been around me. Um, entertainment, like sitcoms and watching the black representations always been something that's been around me as well. That's awesome. So before we get out of here, one of the questions I always like to ask is when you look back over your career, when did you break through the glass ceiling? When did you realize that you were doing exactly what you're supposed to do and living in your purpose. Wow. To be honest, I don't even think I broke through the glass ceiling yet. Oh, come on. I don't. And this is, and this is where like literally There's I levels have, to it though. There are levels doing some to cool it. stuff. You, so you got, it's gotta be a moment though, I where you like, realize you, you went to another level at least. Um, I feel like I went to another level when I was able to bring wrestling to hot 97 like i know rosenberg had wrestlers up there and it was just like for Mm -hmm. the on-air stuff but to actually write about wrestling to actually have a featured piece on the website to actually go like do the journalism work and doing the research and 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 speaking to these wrestlers and all of that that's when i felt like okay i made it like i'm scratching the surface i just broke one piece of glass like one shard of glass sheet of glass like i didn't even get to the very top yet 
And walking in my purpose, I'm not, I, I know that I'm walking into something, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is yet. Like I always have this constant conversation with God to ask him, hey, can you please show me what my purpose is? Like, please show me what I'm I'm here. What am I what am I meant to do while I'm here? Because I'm really not sure. Like, I know I'm doing what I love, and I know if it was not for him, I would not be here doing what I love. But what is my purpose? And I always have this this conflict, this ongoing battle of like, is this is this what I'm supposed to be doing? How long will I be doing this for? Um, is it something else that you haven't set that you have set for me in store for me? Because we, you know, we never know what God's plan is. So um, I'm not sure what my purpose is, but for right now, if I'm making people happy and I'm bringing, if I'm even putting a a little bit of an inkling of bringing a wrestling community together with my voice and with P's voice and how we are literally coming, being part of the glue that's bringing us together then I am happy with that. And I will definitely continue that until my next calling. And whether if it's in wrestling, whether if it's in entertainment, whether if it's in writing, I will continue to do what I do happily until it's time to move on to the next step. Well, Krista, you know, like I said, I'm super proud of you. Uh, Thank I you. appreciate everything you do. Like I said, um, you know, it, for me, it started, like I said, sitting at my desk one day at work and I came across the show and, you know, a few months later, you know, I reached out to you. Hey, you want to come on the show? And, you know, we've been connected ever since. And ever since. just to see like all the cool stuff that y'all been doing uh, together and individually. And it's like it's amazing to watch, you know, and then the collaborations that we've had and that's going to come. Um, I guess we could say spoiler alert. Yeah, we can we, we can drop some news on here. Mm-hmm. Um, this Wednesday, <laughs> they the, those wrestling girls will be on the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. Now they come to our territory. <laughs> we going to their territory. <laughs> we're, we're the shenanigans. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, just like I said, that opportunity. You know, like you know, being invited to come on the y'all platform. You know, something that's amazing. You know, y'all. So uh, what y'all do in advocating for women uh, wrestling? is is amazing especially you know you know my there's no doubt like my best friend in the wrestling business is amber rodriguez and you know y'all support for her uh whenever she does something that's amazing so you know i'm really um you know excited and grateful and you know forever blessed that you know we was able to come together and build a family out of this you know it's not just friends but it's family like you know i can go to krista about stuff that has nothing to do with media or wrestling and I know, like, hey, sis, I just need to talk or vent or, you know. And she there. Absolutely. So. And I could do the same thing for you. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Uh, let the people know where they can find you, you know, especially for those who just listening on the podcast and they can't see the visuals. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Miss MS underscore Krista B. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-B. On Instagram, MS underscore Krista B underscore you can follow us on those wrestling girls everywhere. T wrestling girls on Twitter, those wrestling girls on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you join discussion groups. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube and our Patreon. I have some sound offs up there. P has been killing it with her friends with PR. Um, she's just been over here killing it. Also, um, please, please, please make sure that you save the date. 
November 5th, we are celebrating our four-year anniversary party with a party, a panel. Shout out to the Well Minority. Um, we're going to talk a lot about mental health. We're going to talk a lot about any and everything. And it's going to be drinks, of course, music, fun, networking, everything. So please make sure you save the date, November 5th. Please make sure you follow us for updates on that date because you don't want to miss out. Ryan, you was there last year. Oh, I know. I'm gonna be it there. It was a lit situation, and that's we're <laughs> gonna leave it right there. If you wasn't, I'm gonna there put last it like this. I'm gonna tell you. I, I, I'm gonna do a Google real quick because <laughs> I believe that might be the same day as my high school homecoming game, and the, well, it says date to be announced. But I will say this. If it is, I will miss the City Poly game to go to those wrestling girls. Oh, fourth, anniversary party. It's the fourth, right? It'll be the fourth. The fifth. Fifth. I'm sorry. See, I'm, I'm yeah, but I'll be there. <laughs> appreciate you. Definitely appreciate you, bro. Always. I mean, look, high school was cool, but I ain't forget how you know. I I, I was like Martin, you know. I had a list. It's like I, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> But you know, I, I I like I like this family more than that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, true. that's true. So, but yeah, we definitely like to so definitely appreciate you coming on. Thank you definitely for having appreciate me. You, um, you know, sharing everything, and you know, make sure y'all follow her. Follow her uh, for all updates, and you know, she's a great Twitter follow too. <laughs> you, oh yes, you, my Twitter real. be my Twitter gets real at times, and and I I love to argue so. Yeah, y'all you don't want to argue, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna win. I mean, Hulk Hogan's still great to me now. All right, we're not gonna do this right now. We're not gonna do this right now. It was a good vibe. It was a good vibe. I said Hogan. I ain't say nothing about Terry. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, that was my era, you know. Sure. But <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the uh, story about Hogan Rock and. So me and my mother watching it, right? Mother's biggest Hulk Hogan fan. Hogan Rock. Make sure you let me know when Hulk Hogan faced the Rock. All right, cool. So I'm watching the match. I'm rooting for Hogan. Because it's like, they was, like, at the time, well, it was at the time, it was Hogan Brett number one, Rock number two. Mm-hmm. So Hogan getting the best of Rock. All of a sudden, Rock pops up. He started getting the best of Hogan. My mother's like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, I thought... We was Hogan fans. She knew. Look, Rock. I'm here, okay? Okay. All right. She knew. Here goes. She knew. The Rock is black. I said, oh, I can't even say that. Here he is. But hey, The Rock can say he's 2-0 against Hogan. Not too many people can say that. That's true. I'm over here looking to see. Oh, the only one, only image up here Mm. is when he was um, Rock Bottom and John Cena. I was looking to see if it was one up here with Hogan, but it's only this Hollywood rock one right here <laughs> so i guess yeah. that's close enough mm-hmm. but all right we appreciate you coming on no problem bro thank you for having me oh absolutely <laughs>